on May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is an NBC News special report. Here's Savannah Guthrie. Good morning from London. It is still early in the U.S., but we're in the 10 a.m. hour here in the U.K., and it is starting its first full week as a nation in mourning with a new monarch for the first time in 70 years. Days after the death of Queen Elizabeth, the ceremonies to mark her passing are underway as Charles steps into his new role as king. And at this hour, King Charles III is about to deliver remarks to a joint session of parliament after receiving condolences from the speakers of both chambers currently hearing from the Speaker of the House of Commons. In a moment, we will hear from King Charles III. Yesterday, officials moved the Queen's coffin from her Balmoral estate to the Palace of Holyrood House in Scotland, the official residence of the monarchy, and an extraordinary six-hour journey through the roads and villages of Scotland where mourners lined the streets to say their final goodbyes. Later today, King Charles will travel there to Edinburgh to lead a procession behind his mother's casket as it is transported to St. Giles Cathedral and there the public will be able to pay their respects to the Queen who served them for more than 70 years. We're moments away now from hearing the King himself address Parliament, a joint session of Parliament in Westminster Hall, the oldest part of Westminster Hall. This is not the first time he's addressed a joint session. He filled in for the Queen back in May at the opening of Parliament, but it is the first time he's done so as King. It's the first time in this room. And let's listen to King Charles III. My Lords and members of the House of Commons, I am deeply grateful for the addresses of condolence by the House of Lords and the House of Commons which so touchingly encompass what our late sovereign, my beloved mother, the Queen, meant to us all. As Shakespeare says of the earlier Queen Elizabeth, she was a pattern to all princes living. As I stand before you today, I cannot help but feel the weight of history which surrounds us and which reminds us of the vital parliamentary traditions to which members of both houses dedicate yourselves with such personal commitment for the betterment of us all. Parliament is the living and breathing instrument of our democracy. That your traditions are ancient, we see in the construction of this great hall and the reminders of medieval predecessors of the office to which I have been called and the tangible connections to my darling late mother we see all around us from the fountain in New Palace Yard which commemorates the late Queen's Silver Jubilee to the sundial in Old Palace Yard for the Golden Jubilee, the magnificent stained glass window before me for the Diamond Jubilee, and so poignantly 
and yet to be formally unveiled. Your most generous gift to Her Late Majesty to mark the unprecedented Platinum Jubilee, which we celebrated only three months ago with such joyful hearts. The great bell of Big Ben, one of the most powerful symbols of our nation throughout the world and housed within the Elizabeth Tower, also named for my mother's diamond jubilee, will mark the passage of the late Queen's progress from Buckingham Palace to this Parliament on, on Wednesday. My Lords and members of the House of Commons, we gather today in remembrance of the remarkable span of the Queen's dedicated service to her nations and peoples. While very young, Her Late Majesty pledged herself to serve her country and her people and to maintain the precious principles of constitutional government which lie at the heart of our nation. This vow she kept with unsurpassed devotion. She set an example of selfless duty which, with God's help and your counsels, I am resolved faithfully to follow. King Charles III in his first address to Parliament as King, a joint session in the storied Westminster Hall of Rarity, and of course, 70 years after his mother took the throne and addressed Parliament in that very place. That is where, later this week, Queen Elizabeth II will lie in state. And now you can see the beauty and the history within those walls. I turn to Wilfred Frost, who is with us and let's pause for a moment as we hear the national anthem. God save the King ringing out in the storied halls of Westminster this morning as King Charles III makes his first address as King to a joint session of Parliament, of course, accompanied by Queen Consort Camilla, as he refers to her, his darling wife, his companion through these next few days. This begins King Charles' tour of all the nations of the United Kingdom. He'll head to Scotland later today. As mentioned before, NBC News contributor Wilfred Frost is with me. and. Uh, that was a workmanlike speech honoring and, and um, observing the place Parliament has, head of government, head of state. It's interesting to note that in the last week, 
the UK has a, a new monarch, a new head of state, and a new head of government, the Prime Minister Liz Truss. I know. So much change. And look, the first line of that speech, he said, thank you for your messages of condolence. But that was a small part of what this ceremony was about. It was also to accept the loyalty of his politicians, uh, which is a crucial part uh, of this process because, of course, he is not elected. Uh, and right there, the politicians who are elected were formally saying, we accept you as uh, head of state. Uh, and this has traditionally taken place privately with just a small delegation of members of the House of Lords and House of Commons for the first time. It's public and with all of them uh, together, about 800 members of the House of Lords, 650 elected members of the House of Commons. Uh, Her Majesty the Queen only uh, addressed both fully gathered in Westminster Hall five times over 70 years, King Charles uh, getting right at to, to, to his first occasion of this very, very rare gathering of both Houses of Parliament. Well, we are watching as now King Charles and Queen Consort Camilla walk outside Westminster Hall. And as mentioned, they have travel on the schedule today. They will head to Edinburgh, where the Queen's coffin now lies at Holyrood, which is the official residence of Her Majesty the Queen. He'll be greeted there, then get in his, uh, his motorcade and head to the Royal Air Force Base, which will then take him by plane to Scotland. Let me turn to NBC's Keir Simmons, because as this has been unfolding, we've had the first official statement from Prince Harry, Keir. That's right, Savannah. It's something of a split screen, isn't it? As folks have been watching democracy there in full color in a hall that is so personal uh, to King Charles, going back 900 years, built uh, by the son of William the Conqueror, the place where Charles I was put on trial. This has uh, memories for the royal family and dramatic memories. And then there is this drama playing out uh, with Prince Harry, Prince William. We saw those extraordinary pictures over the weekend. Prince William and Prince Harry, uh, Kate and Meghan together for the first time in years. People were delighted to see them. And now a very personal message from Prince ha Harry about the Queen, of who, of course, he calls uh, Granny. Let me just read a little bit of it for you, uh, Savannah. Uh, while this final parting brings us great sadness, I am forever grateful for all of our, first, of our first meetings, from my eldest childhood memories with you, to meeting you for the first time as my commander-in-chief, to the first moment you met my darling wife and hugged your beloved great-grandchildren. I cherish these times shared with you and the many other special moments in between. And Savannah, it's been remarked on in the past few days, but it can't be said enough. The Queen would have been so delighted to see Harry and William together. Remember, she consoled them after the death of their mama, mother. For them, Diana, for them to be brought together by her passing is something pretty special. We shall see if it is just a temporary truce, but it still is something to see, Savannah. The wheels of the motorcade are rolling now. They will head to the airbase, where they will then fly to Edinburgh, Scotland. Um, and we'll check in with Tommy Amis there in a moment. But I want to turn to NBC News British historian Andrew Robertson. Let's, let's tarry here for a moment, Andrew. The significance, if you will, of what we've just seen. Well, it was tremendously significant. Uh, first of all, of course, you had the speakers of the House of Lords and the House of Commons speaking on behalf of both of their chambers, giving the condolence, but also expressing their loyalty. And the sheer number of people that were there, uh, the, the superb turnout from uh, every political 
um, every political party across the spectrum, underlines this sense of our constitutional monarchy being the result of a coming together of people willing to give up their powers, in order, vestigial powers, in order to have real powers, uh, um, as far as the democratically elected House of Commons is concerned. So it's a vital uh, part of our constitution. It hasn't happened for a very long time because, of course, the Queen was in Africa when she became Queen, and previously the abdication crisis meant that there hadn't been a death um, for condolences to be given. So this is actually a, uh, a, an old ceremony, but one that hasn't been seen in public before, hasn't been televised, and like the Accession Council, it's therefore very exciting for historians to be able to see such a thing. <laughs> Well, we're all historians today, Andrew, as we watch history unfold together. And as mentioned, King Charles now proceeds to Edinburgh, Scotland, where he will uh, meet up with other members of his family. And the coffin of his mother, Queen Elizabeth II, is now inside Her Majesty's Palace in Scotland, Holyrood Palace. And we will continue to watch that motorcade. But I want to turn to Tom Yamas, my colleague who's in Edinburgh for us, who can set the stage for what we'll see later this morning. Savannah, good morning. We, we are awaiting King Charles and Queen Camilla. Just behind me, as you mentioned, this is the Holyrood House, the official residence of the Queen here in Scotland. This is where she is lying in rest right now, being watched over by the honor guard outside, the King's honor guard, we should say. And what we're expecting today, Savannah, in a few hours is going to be a very emotional and powerful ceremony. They will leave this palace and the hearse will leave with the Queen's coffin and then the King and some of his other family members will walk the Royal Mile. We were there yesterday as the Queen's coffin was brought in on the hearse, a Mercedes-Benz with a glass roof so you could see the coffin and the royal standard of Scotland there. And I was there with all the people. And what's going to be different, Savannah, about this ceremony today and so powerful is that it's going to be so intimate. Old Town is a very, very small area, stone buildings, cobblestone roads, and the royals are going to be so close to the public that they could almost reach out and touch them. It's going to be incredibly intimate, very humbling. We're going to watch the king walk to St. Giles Cathedral, and then there at St. Giles, the public will get their first chance to mourn the queen up close. They, they have been waiting hours for the moment yesterday to see her when she came into Edinburgh. They'll be waiting hours, and we're being told that for people to see her at St. Giles, to expect to wait up to five hours. There are reports, Savannah, that when these events happen in London, some people will have to wait up to 30 hours. But again, what's going to be different about today is how close the public will get to both the king and the queen's coffin. Uh, Tom, and so fitting that she is uh, being being laid to rest for the moment at the cathedral in Scotland. She so beloved that country and spent so much time there. It's only fitting. Uh, we will check back in with you. We continue to watch the King's motorcade, and I'm reliably told by the local next to me, Wilfred Frost, that perhaps the motorcade is stopping by right where we are, Buckingham Palace. We may see there's throngs of people lined up hoping to catch a glimpse of the new king and queen consort. So it may be a quick stop by Buckingham Palace before they go on it might to not be a, uh, the Royal Air Base. Yeah, they might not stop. I think it's just these are some of the roads they've already closed. So uh, if they continue down the mall and just bear right here, then they will go past us in just a moment. But just to add to Tom as well about what's coming in the, in the days ahead, he just went to get the consent of politicians. Yeah. His, uh, Let's take this shot if his we tour, of course, now of the four nations is to get the consent of the people. Yeah, and I want to tell our control room maybe if we take, yeah, I think if we take this shot, we'll be, we'll be able to see the king come by. So let's wait for that for a moment. Perhaps we can give a wave. 
Yes, there is King Charles. See, King Charles and Queen Camilla. I waved, but they didn't wave back. But they have a busy day ahead of them. Quite, uh, quite astonishing. I mean, it's to see them so close. He's just received the consent of Parliament and will continue his journey to Scotland, of course, to be alongside his late mother's uh, coffin. What's so interesting is to see this crowd, throngs of people, thousands of people, but what you hear is silence and what you hear is respect fitting the moment. That concludes our coverage for now. We're gonna have a lot more coming up on the Today Show. For all of us at NBC News, I'm Savannah Guthrie here in London. This has been an NBC News special report. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.